You are now tuning in to the Humble Aquarian Podcast with your host, Day to the Quan Harris. He's going to discuss a wide range of entertainment from sports, hike, hike, one, two, one, two, what it do, all the way from a touchdown to a foul. Then we're going to discuss the music industry. You always wonder why your favorite musicians are broke. We got tips to make sure you're rich. I'm at wealthy. No joke. Finally, we can't forget about the television industry where the drama is too much for your mama. See, bro, you always talk about my phone. And this is like a part of the intro of your podcast, bro. I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of hearing about my mama, big boy. Gotta stop putting out of my phone, man. I'm sick of it. Bro. Bro, bro. Yeah, she was a huge fan of my phone. The point of the podcast, bro. No, hopefully we get to one more. Whatever. <laughs> my God. Sit back, eat some popcorn, maybe drink some water for hydration so you can get the education of the show. But my lady, sit back and drink some wine and spend some time with me, a.k.a. T. This is the Humble Aquarian, and let's start the episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second installment of the Humble Aquarian Podcast of 2021. Hopefully, you guys are having a good time, and you guys enjoy that intro. So yeah, today's topic, man, and oh man, I feel like this is something that is extremely important, especially for me as a man. After going on Twitter and finding out what just happened, man, damn. You guys don't know DMX, famous, famous, one of my top five rappers of all time. So unfortunately, fighting for his life right now. Fighting for his life right now in the hospital. And it's crazy. Because this man, I didn't personally grow up with DMX. My my mom did. But, you know, throughout all the years of seeing this man, it's just, it's just crazy where he's at right now, man. Like, damn, you know? But he's not the only one that I want to talk about, too. I mean... I want to talk about Kanye too. I want to talk about mental health. But in regards to mental health and entertainers and why I believe us black men should definitely, 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 definitely seek out to somebody who can assist us when it comes to our mental. And I'm like, no cap. I'm being 100% honest with it because... I feel like we hold a lot of stuff in. We really do. And I feel like a lot of us, we hold that emotional trauma, whatever it is, in because we're taught that way. And I'm not saying it's like nothing wrong with that. I understand the whole masculinity part and all that. You feel me? 
<clears throat> I agree with all that, you know, but, you know, I think it's time for us to have a talk. And DMX himself, like I said, like when I was growing up, DMX, when I first heard of DMX was probably when I was like eight, eight, nine years old, right? Like I said, my mom used to blast it, blast him all the time. Like I said, he's one of our most underrated rappers, underappreciated of him and Ludacris. That's just my personal too, who is very underrated, that don't get a lot of attention, which is sad. You know? And it's crazy. Because now we're... And I, I pray that he does pull through. And the Most High just shows him how it is and everything, you know? Because, man... And the reason why I want to talk about him and Kanye is because... I want people to know who are normal human beings who who think just because you have a lot of money and status and fame that is going to solve all your problems it does not solve any of your problems and i'm going to say it again and again there's a lot of rappers who had a lot of success and they're done they're gone they're they can't take it no more. Just what happened to the freaking... What's the guy? Salento? Yeah, I think that's the guy who made... Whammy Whip, Watch Me Nay Nay. That guy. He killed one of his family members. He's in jail. For the rest of his life. And... It's just crazy, man. Because... All that stuff that's going on inside the industry which let's be for real if you're a famous person you're constantly being on surveillance and what I mean by that is that people are always watching you people always looking not looking for the best interest of you you're always being talked about and you can't go nowhere without being seen so when a normal person they look from the outside looking in like, oh, I got they got all this money. Why they're depressed? Why they're mad? Kanye West might be the richest black man in the world. Why is he mad? Again and again and again. Even stories in the Bible and all these great books. There's always a rich man. It's harder for a rich man to get to heaven, right? Eh, somewhat. I agree with that, but... I've also believe it's harder for a rich men to cope with people because he does not know how to. He does not know how to look into the world as the, when you make a certain amount of money, you're going to obviously look at the world totally different. And I ain't even an I'm not even a six figure guy. I'm not going to flex with you. I barely made it to five figs. <laughs> I'm just playing with y'all. But you know. When it comes to the mental health of these guys, you see it all the time, and especially with artists, like you see why they go through addictions and stuff. And I, 
I can see why they, they go through a lot. And I'm just talking more about the starlight. The more of a stardom level, like, imagine. You're probably going to harass every day if you're a new artist and you had only one hit song. You're getting constantly harassed because you got that hit song, but now you got to make another one. And it got to be into the top. You got to make it to the top 10. You, you got to get us back our money that you owe us. And some of these contracts, they don't tell you that. You get the offense, you're cool. You're solid. You know what you're doing with it, right? But now, in part of that contract, whatever contract you have ever else, they take a part of that. And some of these rappers, if they probably do work a normal job, they're probably going to get their wages garnished because of the contract. You have to sit up here and think. And then on top of that too, like I said, there's a lot of stress into the industry. Direct labels constantly telling you what you need to do. And then you have a lot of people in your circle that's upset with you because you're not making the money that used to be. Let's look, for example, like Spoken Reasons, right? I love Spoken Reasons. His videos back in the days, right? Like, he's a good guy. He, But when he went out to Hollywood and signed with all Def Digital with Russell Simmons... The money that he was making on YouTube, he didn't see that money no more. He didn't see that money no more. He was a very good guy. He was super talented. He did not know. And that's the crazy part about all of it. No matter how much success you have, there's going to always be a void. I'm not, well, let me rephrase that back. It's not going to always be a void, but there's going to be a void somewhere that you're trying to find happiness. Because now as your artist, you're not only working for yourself, but you have to put other people, other mouths to feed now. Not only your family, but you got to feed the publicist. You got to feed this guy who works in the reception because you're the guy that you're the big money maker. So now you're not only affecting one person, you're affecting hundreds of people. Lives. But getting back to DMX, man, I mean, it's just it's just sad, man, you know. And I've always asked myself, what was the people nearby to notice these signs, you know? Do people even notice signs like this around people that has these signs? It's just a real question. Or some people probably want him. I don't know. Like I said, we live in a sick and twisted world. But when it comes to these artists, people think they they have all the money in the world and they should be happy. No. Money does not equate to happiness. <laughs> you feel me? And even though, like, even so, look at how the people spend their stimulus checks. Keep it a hundred. And then next thing you know, they're mad. Money did not bring you happiness. Additional $1,400 probably brought you happiness for a short period of time, but it did not bring you into a long period of time. You feel me? But when it comes to DMX, man, all these years he was battling through drugs. People close to him knew that he probably still had to do drugs. What did they do? 
did they really went out and try to help that man to be away from drugs? Or did they allow this to happen? Real talk. Real talk. Because I find it funny how this is quick rent. I find it funny how the media, all these media, always have to put a brother who is struggling with mental health and then when they're going down to their lowest, they try to expose it, they try to do whatever it takes. I find it funny how the media does that. I find it funny. But I'm not a part of the news. And I will never be part of that. But it, it, it's just crazy how successful brothers get caught up into this too. Get caught up into all the drugs, women, sexual, all that. And when it's time to stop talking about negativity for once in our freaking lives, like... The news is always negative. There's always some negative crap going on to the news. It's never nothing positive until like five minutes of positivity and then boom. Let's go back to let's go back to that scene over there in I-4 where, yeah, five people got killed from that car crash. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Daquan reporting this right now on Channel 1. That's just, it's just crazy. And I know, like, probably, I'm going to say the benefit of it, I'm going to give probably his family the benefit of the doubt. They probably helped the man, but they did not notice the signs. But you have to notice the signs, right? And even with me, like, there was a period of time, and I mentioned this before in one of my earlier podcasts in regards to mental health. There was a period of time when I was creating multiple social media accounts, desperately trying to become big, desperately trying to get attention. Because at that time, I was going through a depressing state. I ain't going to flex. Around that time in 2016, boy, I don't. I pray to God I never go back to that moment in 2016. Imagine not having any money. Trying to apply for jobs. Nobody's hiring you. You're trying to get a job. You're trying to work. And you're going to college. You have to ask family members close to you for money. For damn money. As a 20-year-old man, I cried. And I went through that state. So I can understand how these people feel. And like I said, people noticed the signs. I'm not saying my family did. I'm just saying people around me noticed the signs, but you know what they did? They just ignored them. They didn't care. In this situation, when it comes to him, he had a lot of drug problems, a lot of drug issues. There was something in his life that was traumatic that he did not get over with. And it's, it's so sad because like I said, that man is talented. That man is in my top five rappers list of all time. 
Like, he makes good music. And it's just sad where he's going through, you know? And to get on with, yay, Kanye West. As I mentioned earlier, according to Forbes, he is one of the richest, he is the richest black man. But you have to sit up here and think, like, he went through so much. He went through so much to get where he's at right now. You understand? He went through so much to get where he's at. And I feel like when his mother passed away, everything changed for yet. Yeah, everything changed for Kanye West when the person that he really, really loves, his mother passed away. Donna West passed away. Things changed for him. And I feel like he still has not got over that death. And it's funny how people were just crapping on the dude, talking about, oh, well, he's this, he's that. When you knew this dude had a freaking mental issue, you knew the dude went through some crazy stuff and went through a traumatic event. You did not even help the guy. And the sad part is we live in a generation where people love this shit. They love this shit so fucking much. And I'm sorry if I'm cursing, but they love this shit. They love the attention and let other people freaking hurt and suffer in silence. We live in that generation. And it's sad because people, all they do every single day is type on the social media and express how they feel. But did they try to help out the guy? No. And it's sad. It's really, really sad because. And I'm just saying, I'm just speaking particularly on black men, because. As a brother, we don't get that. We have always been taught to hide away our emotions hide away how we feel about certain situations because that's how we that's how we are that's that's just how we have to hide we have to bottle it all in because gotta be the man of the house and no disrespect respectfully but we have to hide our freaking emotions to satisfy another person a lot of us go through a lot of shit every day from our jobs, from life. And it's sad at that time when 2016, when he went through a mental breakdown, nobody didn't care. All people did on Twitter and all these other social media sites is talk crap. But then when a person leaves, you feel sorry for them. But where were you when you were, where were you when they were going through it? Did you didn't even care? All you did was just sit there and didn't make a difference. And it's sad. And it's also sad because recently on YouTube, because like I said, YouTube recommends me, recommends the craziest videos. But there was one black man who was a part of a group called the Black Pill, which essentially is incels. In other words, that they they're involuntary don't want to have sex and they believe that, look, money and status is the most important thing to only get a female and all that. It's a whole nother topic for a whole different day. But there was one man who was on there who's black, who's young, decided to give up his life. 
because he felt like he couldn't get a girl. He felt like that a girl was the only thing that completed in his life. Where were people to help him? And people online who were supporting this type of shit didn't do anything to help that man. They didn't do anything to help that man before he offed himself. And this is why I'm saying, man, like the Internet is truly a dangerous place. It could be a safe place and could be a dangerous place at the, at the at the end of the day. It is crazy. And when I when I when I heard about that and when I seen that video, not him like offing himself, but hearing about it. It is it just bottles me up because it's like. You guys supported this guy. You could have pulled the dude aside. You could have had a one on one. You could have physically met with this dude or something. And say, hey. You need help. And at least what I can do is get you to somebody that can actually help you with your situation. But yet again, like I said, I'm just sick of people just sitting there just watching and not saying anything because oh that's funny that he he had a meltdown oh that's funny that this person did this and this person did that oh my god i love it we're just gonna donate this dude more money <laughs> and it's crazy man it is freaking crazy how people just sit there and don't give a damn about a person and when I when I heard that story, just it made it just made me almost cry inside because it's like the man was bright, he was young, he was smart, he was gifted, but he felt like he was less of the world because he couldn't get a girl. And he hated his life so much that he took it away. And I'm not gonna sit up here and lie. Suicide. It takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of courage to do. I'm just going to leave it like that. Okay. Moving on back to the Kanye West topic. Yeah, like people just didn't really care about the man. And like I said earlier, like after his mother died, things changed for him. He's he was in a relationship with Kim Kardashian. Now he's divorced with Kim Kardashian. And I have a feeling if he don't get the chance to see his kids, he's going to lose it. And I'm afraid that I'm afraid that something he might have another breakdown, right? So in the entertainment industry, we see this a lot people who are close to these rappers and these musicians you see it all the time did those people care about them because if you care about somebody else's well-being at that time you would have helped them you would have made sure like that person's straight that person's gucci but you didn't all you cared about was using this person for your financial gaming your happiness but then again, some of these artists are unfortunately signed to record labels. They're being pressured by their higher ups to make more money for them and appease them. 
and it's like a contract. And I'm not trying to sound like this is a horrible analogy, but I feel like if you're signing yourself to a company, you're asking yourself to be in a life part a lifetime partnership with no benefits. And like I said, ironically, he made a song called Power, which is one of is is my favorite song from him. Cause it it makes all sense. One man holds all that power, but is afraid that he's going to lose it. Why do you think kings? <clears throat> why do you think kings are always timid? always have a certain attitude why they always pushy because they're afraid that their power is going to be taken away at any moment and it can be it can be one time dmx was the richest rapper one time dmx had all the cribs had everything that he ever wanted but i still did not make him happy it still did not make him a happy person because he didn't he he had to turn to drugs and other things because of what he was going through and behind closed doors we don't know what exactly the dude went through probably a lot more that we'll never find out but what i'm saying is <clears throat> when it comes to our mental i think we should all just have that talk man i think we should all not only have that talk but find somebody who you can talk to that you feel comfortable with I don't even care if it's a person from online find somebody who you're comfortable talking to about your issues because for me I found that person and me and that person still talk from time to time but man it's just crazy how people look at it people in social media create these false accounts of you or a loved one or even your friends have decided to ever make a podcast if you have not heard about anchor it is the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it is free the best things in life are free right there are creation tools that will allow you to record and end your podcast right from your phone or computer. So forget about spending hundreds of dollars on audio systems just to make sure your podcast is good and spending all the money on advertisement and streaming it. You can do it right from your phone, which makes it a lot more easier. And you can edit it also from your phone, which makes it easier. And the best part is about Anchor is that they will distribute your podcast for you. So forget about spending hundreds of dollars on getting it approved from apple or spotify they do it for you for free that is amazing free 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 and i think this is the most important part for a lot of people and you will definitely love this one is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership so if you have a hundred people listen to your podcast you're making money who doesn't love to have money i know you do everybody loves money you love to have it just in case of an emergency is everything you need to make in a podcast in one place make sure you download the free anchor app or go to anchor fm to get started with your podcast because at the end of the day anchor is here to make your life simple not 
complicated. To go and attack somebody that they're jealous of. And that's all it really is too with social media too. Like, like I said, man, a long time ago when I was younger, we didn't have social media like that. Nobody wasn't really using it. But now, damn, like you have beautiful people who will post a picture and then Next thing you know, you get a negative comment, you get hate threats, suicide threats, all this type of stuff. And you're just trying to freely express yourself, you know? And it's sad because we live in a generation where... I won't say it's mostly kids because kids don't usually do it. And even now, like, the teenagers don't usually do it. It's just older people, man. People in their 30s who hate their freaking lives and older people who are in like 50s and 60s hate their lives and they try to take that energy out on a young kid because they disagree what he has to say or they try to quote-unquote dox this person because they feel like this person doesn't live to their truth or whatever man it's just it's just freaking ridiculous how crazy these people are it's crazy how people on social media tend to destroy each other over a freaking opinion if you disagree with somebody cool you agree to disagree that's fine but to really go out there and be a psychopath and try to expose somebody because you didn't agree what they have to say or they made a video about you okay the whole video part i get that if it was personal information that was being spread about you cool go after that attack that person but you have to be a straight up narcissist to go out and attack somebody and destroy who they are. And most of it is jealousy. When most people see all the success and everything, they get upset. And like I said, I'm going to be honest with you from 2016 to 2018, I felt that way. I felt like I should have had all the accolades and I should have felt like I was famous at a point in time, right? I felt that. I had to look myself in the damn mirror and say, there's something wrong and I had to fix it. So, I took advantage of what I had in my school. They had free resources. I took advantage of it. Because I wanted to learn why did I think like this? Why was I jealous of people? And that's when I started seeing my whole life was changing when I stopped being jealous of another person or another man or another woman. Yeah, they might have the car. They might have the money. But are they really happy with it? The old me would have been like, man, this person got all this money. Man, I wish I could have that money. Oh, I wish I could have the accolades. Oh, I wish I could have all the girls bouncing on me. But now, <laughs> I don't want all that attention on me. Got me messed up. And the reason why I say that now is because 
I had chicks around me before. It's really nothing. It's cool. It's nice. But when many people know who you are, they see how much you make and they know what you, who you are. They're coming to either attack you or either trap you into something that they believe in. I'm not saying all chicks are like this because they're not. I'm just saying when you're famous and especially like for girls too, like you probably have some dudes who who only want you because of your money. Because of your money and your look and all that. Feel me? And it's just ridiculous, man. Like Like, where were these people? Did they even care? But pushing back off to 2016, 2018, if you guys don't know, it's my personal story. <laughs> Sorry about that. So in 2016, I went through a, I would say one of the craziest states of my life, where I didn't have I'll put it like this. I was in college. And the only income that I had. Was my financial aid. Yes, I'm going to say it again. The only income that I had. Was my financial aid. Because I quit my job in October 2015. And 2015 was a pretty interesting year too. But overall, it was a decent year. But headed on to 2016, family got into some issues, lived with a family member, another family member. That family member got into argument with the other family member over something crazy. One family member got upset because I was going to college and I couldn't do certain things. And the other family member and I moved out. Because the other family member decided to move out without telling us until we found out. Cool. So around that time, I was living in Orlando. We moved all the way out to Kissimmee. And I used to live right near my college. Now, I don't. Right? And around that time in 2016, around that time, I would say we moved in March. I was trying to find me a job. I was trying to, you know, go to college. I was still going to college. I was still taking these classes. But imagine catching the bus, getting up like four or five hours early to go from to catch the bus and shout out to my mother. My mom sometimes take me to school. Shout out to her. She didn't have to, but she did the best that she can at that moment for me. And like I said, man, I was completely broke. And when I mean broke, I mean broke as hell. Broke as hell too. I had to ask family members who are close to me to get money from, to get money, to get something to freaking eat or even ask for a bus pass. Yes, I was that broke. And I was young. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I probably got like a $2,000 check. And that's what I was really hoping for when I got into college. Like, oh, I get the $2,000. Oh, 
Give me that two grand. Come over here with that two grand. I get it. <clears throat> but I was broke at that time. You know? I was broke. Didn't have no job. I was still going to college. I was still trying to figure out how I can position myself to become better. Because as a man, that's at the end of the day, that's what you want. You want to become better. You want to be the best version of yourself. When I tell you, through that period of time, even though I was broke, I was not freaking happy at all. I was not happy. I was not happy with status. I was not happy. Because literally, I felt like shit. Every freaking day. I felt like I had no purpose in life at that time. In 2016. Because I was going to school. And mind you, school was decent. School was okay. But imagine not having anything in your pocket. Imagine to go to school to use the Wi-Fi. Imagine going there to stay extra so you don't have to go home. Not because not because of the person at home. It was because you were trying to get your homework done and some more. Because when you go back to the home, you're not going to have any internet. You're not going to have that. That was my struggle. And then on top of that too. Imagine trying to find a job. You're calling these people. You're trying to apply, apply, apply. You're not getting no responses from these people. You're asking them, hey, did I get a job? Hey, can I come in for an interview? No, no, no. And like I said, you know, shout out to my mother. She pushed me when I needed to be pushed. And I was never mad at my mom about that. I was really upset about myself because it's like, look, man, I have a freaking. I'm a freaking college student. I already had a job previously before. Why am I not getting hired? And then I thought it was some racist shit. I thought it was all racism. No. I couldn't get hired nowhere in Kissimmee. No freaking where in Kissimmee I couldn't get hired. Even at the school I was trying to get hired. Couldn't get hired there. (laughs) You know. And when I mean that period of time. Yeah. I never wanted to off myself because I was never that type of person. And like I said, it takes it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of freaking courage to do what people have to off themselves. But at that time, man, I was just like, what the hell? How can I get out of this situation? I never forget. It was sometime in it was sometime in August. In June, actually in June, I cried so hard. I cried to sleep, praying to God. I said, God, I don't know what the hell is happening. I don't know if it's me or if it's whatever. I can't find a job. I'm hopeless. I feel like I have no purpose in my life. I need help. I need a prayer. I need something confirm something because this ain't this ain't not this is not right like i have all the credentials i bust my ass i go to school i'm a good guy like i can do all this why can i not find a job 
something that I could put food onto my table. What can I do to better myself at that time? And that's when, that's when I finally got a prayer answered. I felt like finally I got a prayer answered. Like it was bad. Like I was being pushed to a vow. I was being pushed different directions, man. It was just crazy. Like I said, all in 2016, I felt like being pushed to limits I'd never been pushed for. But now I look back at it, I think the most high, I thank my family for pushing me to that moment. It made me a man today, the man who I am today. But to continue on with 2016, like I said, man, I was so broke. I had to ask family members for money. And that got tiring because I felt like hella insecure. Especially for me as a man to sit up there and ask your ask your family to help you with with your bills. That shit is fucking sad and it's fucking pathetic, man. I felt like crap. I felt hopeless at a point in my life. You know? And I was struggling. I mean, struggling, 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 struggling. Even affecting my grades in college. Because literally, I'll go to class, not hang out. And I felt, I felt lonely at that point. Even I had close friends. I felt like I felt a void. I felt like I would never be that friend to help them or support them. That was a period of time that I was going through it, man. Like I said, 2016, hell. And then the cherry on top was I'll go certain places and I hear about that. I hear, oh, that's that broke kid. And I heard from different places and different people like he ain't got nothing. He needs help. I promise you I felt like fucking shit for that time that I couldn't provide for myself. I cried myself to sleep every night because I couldn't find who I was. And I was so jealous of people. And to be honest, I was so jealous of people who had it all, who had the ticks, who had the car, who had all that. But then I sat back and I sat there and I learned and I said, well, I'm complaining for I'm able to walk. I'm able to talk. I have a home over my head well I'm complaining and that's when I realized when I got older that you need to go through that and like I said that period of my time in my life I needed to go through that to, to understand to be grateful to be appreciative of what I have man because most people in my, in my age they were not grateful. 
and that period was I went through it. I never forget. I <sighs> there was a period of time where I just didn't even like to date girls, and I was not gay or nothing like that. I just couldn't stand being rejected. People were talking about me. People were saying shit about me. That's how I felt. I felt so nervous around people. And my anxiety levels went through the roof. Because I was so insecure about myself. I was insecure about who I was. Because I was afraid that literally every day I was not happy. There was a point in time when I didn't even want to go to fucking college. I was like, fuck college and fuck this scholarship. I want to go somewhere else. There was a point in time when I wanted to go to the Air Force. Dead ass serious. Because <laughs> I felt like I was doing it for somebody else's approval. And that right there made me sit there and think because I could have took a semester off. But I couldn't. Because I had to push myself. And yes, as a college student, all college students go through a lot. Imagine, like I said, imagine being in my situation. I had, and like I said, shout out to my mom. She did the best she can. Is getting up 7 o'clock in the morning to catch the bus. And to get to class. And you know. And shout out for all the people who caught the city bus. You guys are real true soldiers too. Like. I used to have to get up at 7 o'clock. Catch 57 to downtown Kissimmee. Either. No I had to yeah. Catch catch that all the way to downtown Kissimmee. Wait on 441. And then I had to wait on bus 37, not 37, 21 to take me to college. And that was about four hours. And then my class started at like 11.30, 11.15. I will usually get there like around 11. It was crazy. And then some nights I didn't get home to like 8, 9. And like I said, I was broke. I would usually be on my phone all the time when I was outside because I couldn't connect with the real world. I couldn't connect with nobody. I couldn't relate to people. I couldn't relate to nobody. I felt like I was worthless at that time in 2016. I didn't know where to go. But then... And what was really worse was when I attended UCF my first semester I failed so bad like that state of depression when I was in at that point in time was horrible man I felt like I was a failure because for the first time in my whole college career I had D's and F's didn't even care didn't even give a damn like I said I take I will have to go to I will have to go to Valencia, catch the bus to Valencia for Wi-Fi, and to go there to take the quizzes and to record the lectures and understand what they're doing, 
literally, I wasn't even a student there no more. <laughs> but I went there to get the Wi-Fi and be there to like from nine to two at the library. And I'll just sit there, catch the bus, and then go back home. And then finally in November of 2016, things started to change. Things started to turn around for the good. I actually received the job in November. And I was so excited because now I can actually provide for myself. And that's what I did. I provided for myself at that time. I provided myself with money. I had a decent job. It was $10 an hour. And back then in 2016, $10 an hour was pretty damn good. So I started working. Things started to change around. Life started to change around. 2017, things started to get a little bit better. <laughs> but around that time... I was less jealous of people because I'll see how they how they live their lives on Facebook, but I wasn't really living mine. I was living through trying to live through somebody else's life, you know. And 2017, that's when, like I said, I joined a group. That group helped me out for my second semester at UCF. I turned it all around. I got out of probation, academic probation, not real probation. And things started to change. Like I said, I liked the job a little bit more, started working more, started getting more hours, started picking up. Um, they belonged me on to part-time. I turned down a full-time offer due to school. Should have kept that full-time offer and worked at the same time for school, but I didn't. And now... In 2018, like I said, the whole full narcissistic old self of me was gone. Because I started to be more appreciative of life. And I started to realize that being a... That is, it's not healthy. And that's why I stress enough, even for us... And whoever is listening to this too, if you're going through some demons or whatever, face them, but also ask for help. And that was the one thing that I didn't do. But I knew it's going to take some time to overcome it and work hard and become a better person to help, you know? And the crazy part about that is when it came to my mental that's when I had to go out and I had to search. So I reflected. I watched a lot of YouTubers around that time. Like I said, 2016, I used to watch like crazy ass YouTubers that hated their lives because I could relate to them. So I can understand how videos on the Internet can affect you and make you think like that. And that's why one thing I realized is that a person can put up a mask, but they're never going to really show you what's behind that mask. Because the mask might look good from the outside, but from the inside, that person's torn. 
And that's how I feel with these entertainers. I feel like these entertainers, yes, they appease you. But if they do one wrong thing, you hate them. Stop freaking worshipping these entertainers because that's not their purpose. Their purpose for you is to, to teach you a story in life. I feel like that's why God created some of these famous people to rap and all that, right? To show us a lesson, to teach us a story about, yeah, this person might have it all, but look at him. He's not happy with it. He's not he nor she or they. They're not happy with it. They're not happy. So what does that make you if you try to go to that person to the top? You're going to keep your pride or not? And that was another thing that I needed to work on around that time from 2016, 2018. My pride. My pride still still affects today, but it's not like as much as years back. My I used to be so prideful. I used to be like, uh, this annoying person again. But my pride inside, heart to heart, spirit to spirit. I was so prideful. I couldn't let go of my pride. I couldn't let go of my pride at that time. Because everybody around me seen that I needed help. But I just refused it. I refused it. And like I said, man. That depressive state was horrible. Horrible. For me. And around that time in 2016, too, I found the red pill, which there, uh, in my opinion, in my opinion only, is that no matter what pill you subscribe to, they can only temporarily fix you, but the scar is going to forever be permanent. And what I mean by that is these guys on these internet talking about Screw these girls. Find your purpose. Find your purpose. Don't. Same in retention. Now fap. All this stuff. Why are these people doing it? Right? And this crazy thing about the red pill. And all these guys. Is that these guys. Truly have something deep down inside. That they hate. They hate their lives too. Make videos like this right? And I don't hate the red pill. I gained some knowledge from it. But. I just never really understood. Why these guys. Just always try to be a dominant. But then I realized. They went through a traumatic event in their lives. Well. Well they didn't fend up for themselves. That they didn't do nothing. And that's why the way they feel. In 2016 I was heavily deep into that mental man i mean i ain't gonna even freaking flex i even hate to even say this y'all but i'm gonna keep it 100 with you i was about to be a full-blown on conservative even though i don't support either parties today i still don't support either parties because <laughs> 
it's crazy and i'm not trying to sound systematically or trying to make it some systematically offensive but this is just a reference this is just what i'm saying so if you are listening to this please just know i respect who you support it's just not for me and like i said it's not trying to be offensive to nobody this does not identify color race origin or sexuality okay just have to put that disclaimer out there it's funny how we always fight for red and red and blue blood versus crip republican versus democrat but the good but what really controls us is white i just want you to think that for a second we always fight we always fight for red and blue why for what? Red pill versus blue pill. Republican versus Democrat. Blood versus Crip. Why? Why do we have to choose a side? Because I don't choose sides. I don't. I create my own. And I stick to it. But going for 